What happens when you decide that you are ready to take your life to the next level? I'm here to tell you your path to success will not be a straight or quick timeline. It will ask of you to shed your old story, build your emotional intelligence, and put down the story of struggle once and for all to bring your visions to life. This is the unedited audio doc narrated by me, Nina Hayes, providing real life examples and lessons to help you on your journey of becoming elite. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey Lee, welcome to today's podcast episode. I hope you are doing well today and I hope you've been drinking your water. If you have not already had like at least 16 ounces of water today, go ahead and get up, go get your water and get the sipping, okay? Because the season we're moving into is going to require you to be at your most optimal level and you're going to need to have your hydration in Tact, okay, I tell myself that I'm like, water is life, you have to really move and keep your joints lubricated. So, go get you some water. But today, I wanted to talk about um, struggle, and I really want to share about this because I've spoken to so many people this year alone who are getting through their most hardest seasons ever. and they realized that they were in a position where they had to grow through it. There was no turning back. Like they had to grow through it. And I was going through very similar situation. I feel like every week of this year came with more pressure. And it was like, you're either going to learn how to get stronger and take on this pressure You're going to learn how to keep your emotions in check to be able to properly see solutions, or you're going to allow this to consume you and ultimately destroy you. And so I'm thankful that I chose the route of growth and I'm thankful to see my clients choosing the route of growth as well, because when you're going through things in life, a lot of the times, if you don't have your mindset in check, you'll choose to struggle you'll choose to stress and you'll choose to go down the route that's not necessarily working for you. So I wanted to talk about that today. But before we get into that, I know I tend to just go right into the content and I don't really stop and like introduce myself. And I know that some of you might be new. This is your first time listening in. Um, And I want to welcome you. Okay. And welcome back if you have been listening and you're like, Every Monday and Friday, you're like, I'm here for the new episodes. I want to thank you so much for listening in. My name is Nina, and I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Like, I know by my design that I have to be an entrepreneur. Taking all the tests, um, I know, you know, all the astrology charts, and my entire design of being why I'm here on this earth is to really share my wisdom and to really just grow as a person and to be able to walk away from things that no longer align. And so as I've grown, which a lot of you can probably tell through the podcast, I've grown, I sound different, I look different, I respond differently. And this podcast really goes through that journey so that you, one, know that I've literally been there wherever you are in business. I've been there. There's been times where I had struggles and I had to 
sit down and do my inner work and grow because your business can only grow at the rate that you do. But then two, so that you also realize that where we're going, in order for you to effectively put your message out there, you're going to need some sort of timestamp. Because you're going to need to show that you're not new to this, you're true to this. And even if you are new to this, start now so that in the next three to five years, people can see a track record, right? Because that's how the sophisticated buyer is moving now. And you can leverage your growth as the point of connection because wherever someone finds you in your content and they see, okay, wow, she transmuted this pain into her purpose or she was able to get through a hard situation and she moved forward right that's literally what the goal of this podcast is to do so I thank you so much for listening in I want to talk about struggle because I realized that as women we have so many different titles and we have so many different things that we are responsible to okay I'm not going to say responsible for I'm going to say responsible to and in understanding that I've realized that there's so much messaging around struggling around needing to work extremely hard for something before you get to the good part around stress around poverty, around basically needing to just do things on your own because no one else can do things the way that you do. And I want to actually reframe your mind around that because every single person is unique, but especially if you're a woman, being in your power means that not everybody is doing what you do. And when you grasp that and you sit with that, You understand that every person that you work with or that you hire to help you get to your next level is simply there to help you get to your next season. They're not there to handhold you through that. You have to step into your power. And if you are so addicted to struggle, even subconsciously, you will sabotage that every time. And today we're going to definitely talk about that. Now, before I go further, I want to take a moment to say if you love the podcast, make sure you leave a review. You can leave a review on Apple and on Spotify, and I thank you in advance for doing so. But also, if you have been listening and you're like, you know what? I am ready to take the leap to start working on myself so that I can grow to my next journey and I can have guidance. If that's you, I want to invite you to the Becoming Elite program You can absolutely find it in the show notes, the link to that program. Um, And you can DM me on Instagram, just DM me um, becoming elite and I'll send you the link so that you can get into that program. It is a 12 week program. Okay. And I'm telling you right now, this program is such a karmic mirror. You're going to go through an ego death in this program. I've gone through it myself and I've had countless people go through it. And I noticed that right about week four, people get overwhelmed. So it's like week one, you're instantly triggered because you're like, okay, I need to work on this. I need to work on this. I set my goal and I need to work on these things in order to get there. By week four, it's like I'm overwhelmed. I am realizing it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. And now I have to push through. 
And then when you finally get past that feeling of overwhelm, you're able to dive into week five, which starts talking about emotions, the emotions that made you get overwhelmed and ran away, right? When you come back to it, it's like, okay, now that you're back, we're moving into those emotions. And now we're going to move into stepping into your best season ever. So the program is literally genius. It's a step-by-step guide that I use myself. And it's the guide that I wish I would have had when I went through all the tower moments that being Saturn heavy and having a Scorpio moon and being a manifester and being a heavily projected authority give you. And so it's literally like hands down, absolutely an amazing program that I highly recommend that you look into. Okay. So again, the link is in the show notes if you feel called to work closer in that program. So in the concept of understanding struggle, right? I don't subscribe to struggle. If it requires me to struggle I don't want it and it took me a long time to get there because I'm a person that can always see the bright side and I'm the person that's like well we need to get the work done so let's just stop the complaining and let's just get it done and I'm the person that if I see that there's this huge boulder and it needs to go up the mountain I'm like okay, well, it's got to go. Let's go. And even if I'm pushing it myself and I know I'm, you know, nearly about to faint, I'm still like, okay, well, let's get it done. That used to be me. And I don't subscribe to that anymore. I used to feel that my trauma was like necessary for me to put out in order for people to deem me as someone deserving of working with them. And I wasn't able to articulate that before, but even if you listen to the first year of the podcast, you can tell that I literally used my trauma to explain like, I've been there. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I can help you. And that positioned me as having this savior complex. And I didn't realize it because I had been so into my struggle that I couldn't understand that not everybody has the same struggle. And I was literally sitting there where it was like, I understood that my struggle was my struggle and it's nobody else's responsibility. But I felt like, well, since it is my struggle, I'm going to explain to people my struggle so that they don't give me excuses when it comes to working with me. Like they'll know it's a no-brainer to work with me. And that level of vulnerability and oversharing of trauma is not necessarily helpful because what it did in turn was I found myself attracting really good people, right? Who are like, I get it, I love it, I wanna work with you. But then I also found myself attracting people who related so heavy to the struggle that as soon as they swiped their card and they started working with me, they wanted to just drop all their drama, like they wanted to drop all their trauma on me and then expect for me to fix everything and hand them over a fixed solution. Case in point, if their business is not doing certain numbers, and they've been trying everything and they've spent all this money on hiring graphic designers and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, I've spent $20,000 and I'm ready to have $20,000 months. 
they will come to me expecting to only pay $500 and then they want to drop all their trauma and drop all their issues and drop all their problems as if it was a like they're dropping off a car to get an oil change and they're like, okay, I'll be back when it's positioned for 20K months and you can help me get the 20K months as well and I'll be back to pick it up. And I realized that the reason I was so frustrated in my business was because what I deemed as an excuse was not an excuse. So for example, if someone comes to me and they're like, well, I can't commit or, you know, I can't um, show up on time or I get overwhelmed. I would literally be like, well, that's no excuse. And then I would turn around and I would try to basically give them an excuse to not show up because I'm getting in the way and I'm doing the work for them. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really want them to get to their goal. I know how hard it is. I'm going to create a foolproof step-by-step guide And I'm going to be here making sure they follow the guide. And there's no way they can mess this up. And I didn't realize that that was overwhelming for people. Like, I am not a daycare center. And so when I see someone that came to me that said, hey, I want to have the results you've helped somebody else get, then I also have to stop them at the door and say, okay, in order for you to get these results, It requires you to commit to the plan. Can you do your part to ensure that what I'm advising you is going to be supportive to you and not that you're now putting all this extra work on me to not only create the plan, but to talk you into going for a goal that you say you want. And it's so subtle because when I see service members or service providers that are like, You know, they have a service and they're trying to figure out why they're not getting clients that come in. It's because they're discouraged and their confidence is low. And that's because they've taken on so many clients that they've had to babysit to where their energy is drained. You didn't sign up to have a daycare center with adult babies. You signed up to have a business that can help people get to a result. And you have a plan and a process that people go into and they follow it. And when it's followed, they get to their results. Not when you're coddling them or when your plan has another plan to make sure the plan gets followed. No, it's when they come in and you have the conversation, which is your consultation, that says, hey, this is what's required in order to go through this step and go through this plan and allow this plan to work for you, right? And when I really sat down and noticed that and really started checking myself on that, I realized that there were people who were in my programs that I would help them get to a goal. But once they got to the goal, they would just freeze and wait for something like they're literally like, well, what do I do next? You know, because I had made the steps so seamless to get to 10k 15k 20k months that when they're there they're like oh my gosh I'm making money cool I'm about to go spend it on something and when you really think about the concept of who you have to become if you take away the training that a person has to go through in order to get to whatever goal when they get there they're not going to be able to stay there because they didn't effectively work 
into becoming that person. A person who is going from 2K to 20K months has to go through the emotional stability as well as the discipline of being the business owner, even when the money is scaling up. Because if not, if you're taking a 2K mindset and dropping them off at 20K, they're going to see 20K and they're going to be like, oh, wow, I want to buy something. Because at the 2K mark, they're still believing that they have to have something else in order for people to be attracted to them. Versus when you're at 20K, you understand people are already here for what I offer. Now I need to refine and I need to open up my time so that I can put my process in motion, not just for my clients because I've already done that. I need to put my process in motion for my team because now I can duplicate myself so that we can scale to a million dollars or you know whatever your goal is, right? When that concept is ingrained in a person, it is not ingrained through words, and it is not ingrained through just sitting in a group Zoom. It's ingrained through the daily commitment, the the times when you're growing and then you see a dip and you're like, you're wanting to freak out, but you choose not to because you know that things are just getting online, right? When you make changes, you know that in 30 days, you can start to see like the behavior of your client shift into what you're doing. But you also know that some people are not going to like the change. Like some people are going to fall off and some people are going to get missed if you're not paying attention. But you know that dip is not about you. You start to build confidence in yourself so that you're not going into a hyper fixated stressful state that the numbers are going down now all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh my numbers are going down what's going on what's going on it's like no you trust that you have refined your system so that it can hold more and that's the biggest issue i've seen is that people want to add more 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 but your container and your current foundation is not structured to hold more and just because you created the steps and you don't have a problem Googling or searching for what you need, your client that's going to want to pay you, they're not trying to do all that. And so when you really think about that, you understand that your expertise needs to be bottled up in a way that doesn't require you to constantly, like, totally start over from scratch. It's easier to prepare your business, let's let's use the example of bottles, right? Let's say hot sauce, for example. It's easier to like structure it to where you have an assembly line and you have each step of the bottles being made than it is to just try to package the hot sauce individually with different flavors for each person. When you actually have a plan, each step, is moving along an assembly line. And if someone stops in a step, you didn't waste a bottle of completely filled hot sauce. They stopped at the label or they stopped at the um, security seal. Like they stopped at that point, but now you can just pull that item off the assembly line and everything keeps flowing. And that's so important because a lot of times businesses, 
get derailed and dips happen because when one person has a struggle, now it's like, oh, stop everything. We got to stop and figure out why this one person is struggling. When it's like, no, have your plan going. And when you have a, a, I don't want to say a defect, but you know, like if you got the assembly plan and you have a defect that needs to come off the line, now we pulled it off to the side and we're putting the ball back in that person's court. Like, hey, how can I assist you to get to your goal? Not, oh my gosh, we got to pull the defect off and now we got to just totally stop everything because we need to figure out what's wrong with this defect. No, let's pull it off to the side because a lot of the time it's simply needing to reestablish boundaries. It's simply needing to put them back at the front, right? Putting them at the back of the line so that they can start over again. And if we continue to just keep stopping and pulling at different points, nobody gets to their results. And that's that's one thing that I'm so grateful that I learned, especially when it came to creating the mindset program. I kept wanting to save people. Like if people fall out and they don't show up to the calls and um, they didn't leave a comment or something, I would be like, oh, let me send an email and remind them they should leave comments or whatever. No, I'm not doing that because this person came in because they want to improve their mindset. So if this person wants to improve their mindset, then they're the ones that are overwhelmed. It's not my responsibility to go over there and to be like, hey, are you okay? Are you overwhelmed? What's going on? Okay, how can we get you back on track? No, you have a goal that you want to reach. And so that person, the ball is in their court. They get the emails that say we're having class. They are on my social media seeing that we're having class they see the countdown timers and they see the emails that give notifications that say the replays are posted so if if there's no way that i could send another email that would get this person to get back online they have to have it within themselves to say you know what i fell off i have access to this program and i'm not using it i need to tap back in and that's something that if you offer a service once you start really like understanding that, then you start realizing that you made other people struggle to become a priority to you. And it's taking your whole business into a position of struggle. And you want to get away from that and build your confidence in knowing that people are adults that can make adult decisions and they can move themselves like adults as well, right? You're not a savior. In understanding the concept of struggle, I also understand that that's the message that is always put out there. I saw this ad for The Bachelor and it's showing like, I guess they're trying to revamp it to where they're showing people that are in their golden age that are trying to date. And they had three women on there that were of three different ethnicities. And when they got to the woman of color, her first two words were, I struggled. She was like, I struggled with X, Y, Z for X amount of years. And I'm just like, why is that the first thing that comes out of women's mouth? Like, oh, I've struggled with this. I've struggled with that. I've been struggling with this. You know, I'm struggling with that. It's like when you are aware of what you're struggling with, now we're going into solution focus. And that's how you can present yourself in power. Instead of your introduction being, I struggled with this, your introduction can be my intention. My intention is to remove this block that I have with XYZ. And that shift changes how you approach 
help. Like it changes how you approach coaching programs, whatever it is, ebooks, whatever you're looking to help you. Instead of saying, oh, I struggle with this and now your emotions are off key and now someone does great marketing that tap dances on those emotions and now you're saying, oh my gosh, I need this because I'm struggling with this. They're saying I'm struggling with this. I, I want to go over there and now I'm connecting on the struggle, right? You connected off of the struggle, not off of the intent and the solution. When you turn it around, like if you're struggling with getting clients, when you turn it around and say, my intention is to what? It's not just to get clients, it's to build a solid client book or is to no longer have stress about how I am um, attracting clients to me. See, that helps you differently because now you're not just running to something that says, are you low on clients? We help you get clients. No, it's my intention is to generate this. My intention is to have a seamless plan that my clients can go through so that everything is automated. Now you can fully start to narrow down what you need and you can stop wasting time and money on things that aren't aligned with you right and the biggest thing i noticed that people are struggling with was mindset even when i would have people that would come into private coaching before like not now i have very firm boundaries now but before it would be like oh you know well do you think i can achieve 100k year or you know well, I just don't know. What do you think I should do? And I understand the concept of coaching that our job is to really take what a person is saying and be able to give them their power back, basically, to be like, hey, you can do this. Let's go. And to help you as you're, you know, counting the reps. But when you instantly come into a coaching container and you are coming in with I'm struggling, I have these issues, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do. The strategy isn't going to land for you until you get that mindset piece together. Your mind has to get those emotions in check first, because if not, you're going to be like, well, this is an issue for me that I've dealt with for a couple of months. And I'm going to say, well, this is an issue we're going to solve in five minutes. And then now, instead of you implementing what was taught, or what was presented to you, now you want to argue and say, well, I don't think that's going to work because I've tried this thing a year ago and it didn't work. So I just don't think now you're going to be trying to deflect and argue because deep down inside your emotions are rooted in, I should have known that. But I want to encourage you that no one comes into this world knowing business, like no one comes in like a boss baby. You know, like it takes time to learn how you work in the ecosphere of business, how the market works, because people are people and that people have different buying styles and people have different needs and wants and people have different things that make them deem something valuable. And you're also going to have to understand that you're here to learn. Like your entire life is a learning lesson. You don't get to 50 with no lessons. You don't get to 30 with no lessons. Things come that you thought were the efficient or the best choice. And then something happens that shows you that the answer isn't always B. You know what I mean? Like you have to be willing to see it for that 
and be willing to say, you know what, I can't bring my academia brain into a business that is using my right brain to create, to help other people, you know, and understanding that is going to be key for you. I know a lot of people put struggle and I talk about this in the program as well. That's why I keep talking about it because becoming elite, the program is like amazing. I mean, it's, and I'm not just saying that because I created it, but it's like, it's amazing because literally when you go through each week, as your emotions start getting in check and you start to see things without reactivity, but you start to actually sit and ponder and make your decision in power, you start to notice that as you grow, the things around you, while it's like, well, why is these, like, why are these things happening all of a sudden? It's not that these things are happening all of a sudden. It's that you're growing and these things have been stagnant for so long that you now have the distance to be able to see what was wrong. And I always tell my clients, especially those that are um, going into the five-figure mark, once you start going into the five-figure mark, I don't know what it is, but like another digit makes your partner reflect. And it's not necessarily a negative thing. Sometimes your partner will reflect and be like, wow, let's work together and let's keep growing this. Like, I'm motivated to move. And then sometimes it makes them really sit and get triggered and be like, well, what are you doing that I'm not doing? Or, oh, you can't be in a better position than me. Or, I don't want you to get the big head now that you're making more. And it's that one digit that just affects people. And it keeps you stagnant if you're not careful with it. And so in the program, it's like explaining, hey, you might go, like more than likely you're going to have a breakup because the person that you were at 5,000 a month or 2,000 a month, or when you were struggling and walking around saying, well, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, it's hard. I don't know, we're stuck. And everybody around you related to that, when you decide to get unstuck and you decide to invest in yourself and we like condense time over here in my world, then now when you start adopting that and you go into your, you go back into what you were doing before, you're like growing, you're creating distance, you're excited. And then you literally go back on the same routine of like, okay, well, I'm going to see my boyfriend. I'm going to see my husband. I'm going to do this. And you literally go there and it's just like their whole demeanor changes because now you're growing. And that reflection can be extremely, um, it can make you freeze. It can be shocking because you're literally like, wow, like I, I didn't expect this to happen. But you're learning, right? And so you can either choose to grow with it or you can choose to be comfortable. Some people do choose to be comfortable and maybe they don't choose to be comfortable right then and there, like in their mind. But that's where being stuck happens, where people end up getting to the five-figure mark, and then they go down. is because they got there, they're excited, they're growing, and then they get some sort of reflection back onto them from the people around them that clearly show them, hey, we're not trying to grow with you. Like We like where we are, and you just are doing too much, and you need to lower yourself. And then you get into this habit where you're at work, and you're trying to shine your light, 
but then you go home where you're supposed to recharge and you're dimming and your body is like confused and now the universe is confused now god is like you are not moving on faith and now it's like you're saying one thing but you're doing another and what happens in the end result your sales may take a dip and if you're not solid then your sales will continue to take a dip until you decide where you want to be that realization gets a person every time i know a lot of times when someone dips off and they're like oh i need to come back to the program i don't make it mean anything about me but i know for that person they had to stop because their growth triggered people and so now it's their responsibility to be like i'm gonna grow by any means necessary or they say I'm just not in a place to do this right now. I need to stop. And that struggle that is willingly accepted can slow you down every time. When it comes to being new, when it comes to being unsure, when it comes to being stuck, when it comes to being afraid, my prayer for you is that you don't allow those emotions to stop you from your next season. I know that right now the world is is just going through many changes. Like politically we have changes. As a community we have changes. The money is changing. Everything is changing right now. And a lot of people do not have their emotions in check to be able to not react but to respond in power. So they react from a place of victimhood, honestly. Any reaction that you give, even if a reaction is like, well, rightfully so, this is a valid reaction, is not responding from a place of power. If you are just a snap away, you didn't take the time to respond in power. Even if you do need to snap on someone, if you sit back and actually just kind of ponder on it a little bit, you'll be like, okay, what would this snap do? Like you'll take some sort of recourse to like get yourself into the right action. So right now with all these changes going on, people that are overreactive are going to dig themselves a grave. But at the same time, this is not just a moment of behavior. This is a moment of addiction to struggle and stress. Cortisol is the stress hormone and a lot of people are addicted to it. A lot of people's first indulgence when things happen is to instantly go in crisis, instantly go in stress, instantly go in fear, instantly you got like butterflies and your stomach is hurting and it's just like, your body is responding in fight or flight. And in that moment is not for you to react. In that moment, your main job is to get yourself together. And I've noticed that for so many years, people have basically had adult tantrums and have not gotten themselves in order, have not taken the time to rein themselves in and so they've made their emotional reactivity the responsibility of whoever is around them. 
And so in this season, as these stressors come, these stressors, and this is just my opinion, okay? This is my opinion. Off of forecasting and seeing the consumer behavior, we're moving into a season where you need to create digital income. You need to put yourself out there as a thought leader. You need to put yourself out there as an authority. Because if not, if you're not going to be a leader, then you're going to be a follower. And if you're going to be a follower, you're going to fall into whatever bucket of capitalism is there. If you look back into the industrial age and you look back into just the ages prior to now, before the internet came along, how do you get a bucket of people to agree to the nine to five, which the nine to five is still young. It was created in the 1900 era. So when you understand that you were able to get a bunch of people to succumb to the nine to five, to succumb to the pension plan, to succumb to all these taxes and rules, and now your money is taxed and taxed again, and the money that's already been taxed is now taxed every time you buy something. How do you get a group of people to succumb to that? You make them tired. You give them a lack of options. You wear them down emotionally. You wear them down to where they feel that they have no other option but to fall into whatever position. And so when you understand that, your job is to remain sovereign. And the only way you can do that in this season in the season of the information age that is now moving into AI, that is now moving into people who provide services that are actually their passion, right? We don't wanna go to McDonald's. We don't wanna go to Wendy's. We wanna go to Bob who actually likes to cook burgers because Bob has created his own signature style burger and Bob has found a way to create a business that has ethics and morals, right? And so from there, understanding that, if you are a person that is always slow to adopt, always fighting change, always um, arguing about something because you have to be right, or if you see someone else clearly knows how to achieve something and you find a way to negate their work, and then you just find yourself in this negative state, right now your body is having a party because there's so much stress on the system that it's like every day you have something that can feed that stress, that can feed that negativity. And so you're building that muscle of negativity and stress. And if you're a person that is offering a service and you don't create a barrier for that, you're going to start to be bogged down by that energy because you're allowing clients with that type of energy in your space. And then every hour, you're being bombarded with that same stress hormone. And so ultimately, as many months and years as it takes, it's been three years so far at the recording of this episode, but as many years as it takes to wear people down to where they really begin to fall into the bucket of whatever container they're going to fall into where they're forced to comply you will have done the work emotionally 
at first it will be hard because you're going to notice the butterflies. You're going to notice that your heart is going to be hurting. You're going to notice that you're going to be at immense pressure and stress. But the more you start to work on your stress relief every single day, it's a cardiovascular exercise, right? And so now you're able to work through whatever situations come your way because you've been taking every single day to reduce that stress and to get your mind in order and to protect and manage your emotions. People who have not been doing that, they're going to fall right into whatever next bucket Okay, there's still going to be the ones that are going to be needing to be on high blood pressure pills that are going to be having heart attacks that are going to be um, basically living life by default while other people tell them what to do, because that is just what they spent all this time nurturing. And so for you, you're listening to this. That means that, you know, you want to be sovereign. And so you have to go the hard route first. Right. You're going to have to go this hard route first, which is learning how to live on faith, learning how to actually build your belief, because the fruit doesn't come just off of logic. The fruit comes from having faith and having belief. Every millionaire, multimillionaire and billionaire you see, the logic wasn't there when they first started. The logic was not there when Starbucks first opened his first location that wasn't even named Starbucks. The logic wasn't there when I created my businesses. I only had a paper, a dream, and belief. And every single day I had to tie into faith. But the logic of my bank account, the logic of what I was trying to create, the logic of the people that I knew was not there. And so for you, you making a decision that you're not going to be a person that wants to relate to struggle, like you really want to be successful. And if your success is unrelatable, you want that, you want that unrealistic type of success because that's how you're going to move forward. Then I highly invite you into my world. Whether that be starting with the mindset program and then taking a credit to upgrade into my business arena or whether that be you're like, I'm all in, like, hey, I'm ready to go, then okay, right? Because then if you're all in, you get access to everything, including access to coaching with me. But your biggest asset right now will be your information, and that will be your mind, the last thing I'll say before I get off of here, because like, it's so crazy when you think about movies. Movies have been talking about this for the longest. Intelligence, artificial intelligence, right? Robots and things like that. The devil you can see is not the actual devil. So you seeing movies and you seeing robots and you seeing how Netflix has shifted and you seeing how um, Amazon and the way we shop has shifted and, and TikTok shop and all of that has shifted. That is not the devil. Because you can see that. You can see that's where the world is going. You can see that people are moving towards working less or having remote capability. 
the details, which is where the devil really is, is the habits. And so if they can take your attention away to where you scroll for hours and hours and hours, not scrolling through education and information for hours, but you're scrolling to be entertained and you're scrolling to laugh and get off course or you're scrolling to look and see what somebody else is doing or you're scrolling to start turning your negativity into grasping attention onto you however you start to understand that the fight yes while it is for attention it's also for destruction of intellectual growth if it's so easy for you to go to AI so it thinks for you, now you not only are emotionally reactive, but you don't have to tap into your intelligence at all. So now the more we can weigh that pressure down, you won't stop to think about, okay, is this morally sound? No. You're not going to stop and actually ask the right questions to actually have the right intention. You're going to come in looking for a savior. You're going to come in with the attention span of a net, a low muscle of intelligence, no skills that are high level, and you're going to come in needing a savior, insert whatever container they can throw all of the people who have that in. So this is your season to really sit and figure out, like, you know that you're being called to grow. And this is a season where entrepreneurs are really playing the game. Playing the game looks like feeding your mind. This is the reason why personal development books all talk about the same thing. They all talk about definiteness of purpose. They all talk about as a man thinketh, so is he. They all talk about being positive. They all talk about becoming a one of one, especially if you've read the E-Myth. They all talk about being one of one. They talk about studying yourself. They talk about building your resilience. If you are not doing that for yourself and you're waiting around for someone else to tell you, hey, you should invest in this thing because this is going to help you get to the next level. Or, hey, you know, you should just do what this other person did. You should just go to college for four years and, and then you're going to be able to be a doctor. Everything is changing. But the one thing that will always be an asset is how you're able to intellectually comprehend and how you're able to take the notes from the paper into becoming an actual habit for you to implement. So listen, I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I have definitely been shifting my content because I want us to start thinking better. Like I know this time next year, it's gonna be so good. Like your life can change in a year. But I want you to know that there's such an amazing opportunity now that no matter what industry you're in, 
but especially if you offer a service, you have even more of an amazing gift that you can bring to the world that can help set you up for an amazing next 20 to 30 years and your legacy there there on. I just don't want you to get bogged down emotionally and mentally because of all the noise that's going on on the outside. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Don't forget to drink your water and eat and nurture your body. Don't allow your stress to make you not be hungry and not eat and not take care of yourself. Know that this season, this too shall pass. And I will see you in the next podcast episode.